welcome to Get Into Flow, the podcast all about shifting your mindset, identifying new perspectives, and taking action to inspire the kind of change in your life that will allow you to live unapologetically true to you. A life that you can look back on with pride and no regrets. I'm Sabrina, a mindset coach, and I'm committed to helping you build courage and confidence to take the next step on your journey of self-development and healing. What is mindfulness and why is it so important? Now, I know this word has become a buzzword and I feel like lately my episodes are all about these buzzwords, but it's because I want to demystify it. I want to bring us back give us the clarity of what these words mean and why they're becoming so popular. There must be a reason, right? So in this industry of well-being, of wellness, of self-development, mindfulness is extremely important because it actually helps you with your overall well-being, your mind health, your emotional health, your physical health even will be directly impacted if your mind is clear. So what is mindfulness Anyway, what does it mean to be mindful? Well, mindfulness is a technique for paying attention on purpose and without judgment. So I think it's safe to say we all live in a world where we don't necessarily pay attention on purpose. We're on autopilot, as I like to say. We're running from one thing to the next. We're not really present. So being mindful means being present and choosing what you pay attention to. That is key. And when you're mindful of your emotions, you can actually observe them and give yourself the distance you need to be able to decide what to do next. So often when we are emotional, when we get triggered, we react. And we don't realize that It's important to create distance between ourselves and the experience to give us a chance to digest the information and to then decide what to do next. So instead of reacting, we're responding. And when you practice mindfulness, it allows you to create that distance. And sometimes you realize that your emotions don't require actions. You know, how many times do you manage to step back and be like, well, I don't actually have to respond to this emotion. I could just let it pass. And that's being mindful instead of being reactive and sometimes saying things that you don't mean or that you're going to regret after. Example, instead of biting back when you get upset or instead of, you know, lashing out at someone when they say something that you don't necessarily appreciate or are triggered by, Being mindful allows you to take that space, create that distance, and ask yourself, do I really need to respond to this? Or can I just let it go? Or how can I respond if I need to respond at all? And sometimes we realize that that anger that we feel when we're triggered is maybe even sadness or it's fear. So it allows us to understand our emotions a little bit more. And these experiences also enable us to learn from our emotions, to learn about ourselves, to learn about the people around us, our relationships. And that's how it improves our overall emotional well-being. So creating space between thought and action, and that's what we need to ensure we're acting with intention rather than simply out of habit or on autopilot. Well, this sounds wonderful, doesn't it? 
how else can mindfulness help us? Before I explain how to do it, how to become more mindful, let me get a little more detailed on the benefits of being mindful. So listen to this. Mindfulness improves connectivity inside of the brain's networks that keeps us from being distracted. So in a sense, it helps us focus. Mindfulness decreases distraction. By being focused, by being present, you're able to cut the noise and just be there with whatever it is that you need to focus on. So that in turn increases your competence, it improves memory, it improves creativity, it actually improves our mood overall because we're able to just be in the moment and not have to be worrying about where we have to run to next or what's going on over there or what she's saying behind me, right? So that's the direct impact it can have on our mood, on our emotions. Obviously, it improves our relationships in the long run because you're able to be present with someone and focus. If you're mindful, you're also able to, like I was saying earlier with the emotions, not necessarily react So relationships are improved because you're able to take that space, create that distance to then decide how you want to respond, which benefits everybody in the long run. And it goes without saying that if all this is improved, your overall health, longevity in general is going to be improved. So mindfulness, by paying attention to what's going on around us, instead of ignoring it, or just going with the flow, going with the program, you also enable yourself to become more flexible, to be able to adapt, to also become more insightful. And this is all from Emotional Agility, a book that I love to refer to. And they also talk about the opposite, which is mindlessness. So what does it mean if you're mindless? Let's see if you can identify yourself in these characteristics. Overall, it's a state of unawareness. Again, the autopilot mode that I like to call. So, can you relate to any of these? You forget someone's name as soon as you hear it. Oh my god, that was a big one for me. I, at one point when I was working in the advertising industry, I was meeting so many people at networking events and my head was definitely not present because I was like, okay, am I saying the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Who's over there? What's happening here? There was so much stimulation that I was definitely not mindful. I was mindless and I would get introduced to so many people and immediately forget their names. So that's a sign that you're in autopilot mode, that you're not fully present. What else? Oh my God, how many times have I heard stories of, let's say you put your keys in the trash and your trash in your purse, or you put things in the wrong spot, or you misplace something and you can't find it. When you do things so naturally on autopilot, you forget sometimes um, where things go or you mix things up. That's mindlessness. You can't remember if you locked the door on your way out or you locked your car when you left it. You can't remember if you left the stove on the iron iron curler hair curler (laughs) the curling iron that's the word I was looking for you you can't remember if you left that on before leaving right so all those little pops in your mind sometimes of like oh my god did I lock the door definitely you were being mindless when you completed the action and even eating or drinking without being thirsty or hungry so that's one thing that I've explored a little bit too of trying to be mindful when you're eating 
are you actually hungry or are you just eating because it's noon or because it's 6 p.m. and you're used to it? So getting in touch with your hunger cues, with your needs, with your internal body functions as well, helps you to just focus on what does your body need? So that's how your physical body can help and benefit from this process. And I guess you could see now how overall your health can be dramatically improved by being mindful. So what are ways to become more mindful? I have four for you today. The first is breath work. Focusing on your breath allows you to get into the present moment. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be distracted. Same thing with meditating, right? When you're meditating, it takes practice. And it's not about not getting distracted. It's about bringing yourself back and focusing on the task. So it's not about being perfect either, but the real work is being able to bring your attention back to where you want it and not just let yourself get swept by the distractions. So here's how to do it. A really quick exercise that you can practice wherever, whenever you need it. So you're going to inhale for a count of four and exhale for a count of four. And you're going to do that for a full minute. It's going to be hard. Notice if your mind is trying to wander, it will. But when it does, gently, lovingly, just bring it back to your breath. And counting helps because, again, it puts that focus on what you're doing. So that's one way, breath work. Number two, mindfully observe. So here's what I want you to do. Choose an object in your immediate environment. Wherever you're listening right now, look around and choose something to focus on. And what I'd love for you to do is focus on that object for one minute. And how you're going to focus is you're going to try to observe it as if you're looking at it or seeing it for the very first time. You've never seen anything like this before. In front of me, I have a pen. I'm looking at it like it's a foreign object. And when I'm looking at it, I'm noticing the color. I'm noticing the different colors of the pen itself. I'm noticing the shape, the texture. I'm even maybe going to pick it up and feel it. For one minute, I'm going to observe this object like it's the first time I'm seeing it in my entire life. And again, it's bringing focus to what you're doing. It's being intentional with your actions. Try it with something close to you right now. Maybe a glass of water, a lamp, a plant. I'm looking around, what I have around me, but anything at all. And just give yourself the opportunity to see it with fresh eyes for one minute. Number three, rework a routine. There are so many routines or actions that we do in our routine that become so automatic. Example, brushing your teeth. You don't think about it anymore, you just do it. But next time you brush your teeth, I want you to fully embrace the moment. Be fully aware and immersed in the experience. How does it feel, the toothbrush on your teeth? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? Everything for a full minute 
or however long you brush your teeth for, really just embrace the moment. You could do the same thing when you prepare your morning coffee. These are things that we do so routinely, so repeatedly, that we don't even have to think about it anymore. So again, it's all about bringing that focus back to the present moment, being mindful of what you're doing, being intentional. So it could also be, you know, tying your shoes or getting ready to go outside and putting your coat on, starting your car, driving to work. It's something that you do maybe so repeatedly that you forget and you just go on autopilot. You put on your ways or your GPS and you just go. So choose something that you do so automatically that you have an opportunity to bring a little bit of intention back and a little bit of focus back into it. So that's number three. Number four, another really fun way that you can practice being mindful is to truly listen with fresh ears. So for example, take your favorite song, a song that you love, that you've heard for for so long, or even that you've been playing on repeat. Uh, We all have a song of, of the moment that we love, that we just continue playing. And the next time you hear it, I want you to really listen. Listen to the melodies, listen to the instruments. Can you pinpoint what's going on in the background? Can you identify different rhythms? If there's a singer, can you identify the different tones in their voice, the rhythms and the melodies that they are singing with? Really, really pay attention to the music. This one I love, obviously, because music is so important to me and it's part of my daily life. But when I'm even teaching dance and I'm creating choreography, I go into this mindful state of listening to the music with so much intention because I want to hear every little thing that's going on because maybe that little instrument in the background that we don't hear right away, maybe that is going to inspire a dance move for me. Maybe that rhythm is going to inspire uh, a phrase and a choreography that I'd be doing. So listening with intention, listening with just fresh ears, and even it allows you to appreciate the music even more because then you realize the production value. You realize how much effort and how much work goes into creating some of your favorite songs. So that's a fun one to do. So these are four ways. And now you don't have to do them all. You can practice them all if you'd like, but choose one. Choose one that you're going to do today, and this is really just something that you can practice on a regular basis to bring yourself to that mindful state. And as we know, the more we practice something, the easier it becomes, and you can then find a way to be mindful in your daily tasks, even at work, when you're entering your timesheets. That was That's usually a mundane task that we don't like to do, but... Can you find some intention in it? Can you find some focus in it? The goal is really to understand or feel what it feels like to be completely focused and in the moment. And that's going to help you when you have those trigger moments. So again, being able to create that distance between yourself and the trigger to then decide how you'd like to respond. That's going to help you with your mental health, with your emotional health, with your relationships, with everything, as I mentioned earlier in the episode. So mindfulness also brings you a sense of peace, a sense of calm, a sense of, I got this, like I'm here, I'm present, 
everything is under control. I don't need to force anything. I just need to be. And I'm exactly where I need to be. And I'm good with that. Thank you for listening. I hope that you are able to take some of these tips and practice them in your daily life. How to become more mindful, how to increase your focus, how to increase your clarity, your peace, your calmness. These are all things that you can do on your own time whenever you need a moment or even if you just want to find ways to get yourself centered and present in the moment. So I hope that you received everything you needed from today's episode. And I thank you again for your support, for your encouragement, for your following. I always love to hear from you. So please reach out to me. Let me know if this episode resonated with you, what you're taking away from it. What's your biggest takeaway? I always love to hear that. So until next time, keep following your heart, living your purpose, and getting into that flow state. 